0: This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie Grab Bag Podcast. Hello everybody, this is the Evil Chocolate Cookie back here with more of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. I realized that among all the Jeopardy conversations I've had with you guys, one of the things I didn't do was to rank the guest hosts for you guys. So I'm going to do that. So I'm going to take you from the bottom of my ranking list all the way up through the top. And this is going to be on a combination of their hosting abilities and how I felt about them before and or after their hosting runs that could have improved or dropped their ranking. So, with that said, let's get started. Today, like I said, we're going from the bottom up and at the bottom is Mike Richards. Now, some of you guys who are friends with me will know that Dr. Oz has previously occupied this spot, and we'll get to him in a moment, but let me explain this. Mike Richards is the executive producer at Jeopardy. Um, He stepped in to guest host in mid-February to to early March, sort of-ish thing. I don't remember the exact dates. But as purely from the hosting standpoint, he wasn't my favorite, but I didn't want to like throw him out a window at that point in time either. He had some problems. He had a severe volume issue. Like he would yell at people. It would be like, and your final Jeopardy category, please make your wagers and we'll be right back. Yeah, we don't need that. I'm not exactly a quiet person, which you guys will know, but I don't sit there and shout at you constantly either. And he had this condescending attitude. If people would, like, miss the question, you got this impression of, Oh my god, you should have known that. That was so easy. And that, that irked me. I mean, that was, that was irritating, but that part could have been fixed with time. What? What sent him soaring straight to the bottom? was his history of being unfair, being, you know, discriminatory toward well, pretty much anybody he didn't like. He's mistreated models on the prices right for getting pregnant. He's been really unfair to women making some really nasty comments. He's he's not nice, let's just put it that way. I went into this in detail in another episode, so we're not going to stay on this subject anymore, but this is what I think of Mike Richards as a Jeopardy! host. Fail. Now I'm going to move on up to Dr. Oz and he's still pretty close to the bottom. The only reason he's not at the bottom is because of Mike Richards. Dr. Oz, I just don't flat out don't like. I have never liked him from the first moment I saw him on TV. I just knew there was something wrong with him. And then they let him come in and guest host Jeopardy! And I was horrified. As were so many other people, it's not even funny. I know a lot of people had talked about boycotting the show during his time as host. I don't know if they actually did it. I didn't because I wanted to stick around to see the contestants. I... I wanted to support the contestants because you never know what those contestants are dealing with off that show. Us watching could be the only support they get. We just, we just don't know that. And so, I mean, I, I stuck around, but I didn't like what I saw. Apart from Dr. Oz being an altogether dubious person, he gives like this dubious medical advice and things like that. Um... He was just not cut out for hosting a game show. First of all, he always sounded like he was angry. Would you guys want me taping a podcast constantly sounding like this? No, didn't think so. And he just like didn't seem to care. I saw something in some news article that said that he got aggravated and stuff if he had to retape something if he mispronounced it. And that people were saying that he just really didn't want to be there. So, that's what puts him this low. Going up the list now, we have Anderson Cooper. I haven't, once again, I haven't liked Anderson Cooper in years, so that did cloud my judgment. A little bit. But, there wasn't really much to like, if you ask me. I mean, the guy is just mediocre at best. He's boring. I mean... As someone put it the other day on... I think it was on the Jeopardy subreddit. Um, shout out to r Jeopardy if you guys ever hear this. Um, not every good contestant will make a good host. And that is very, very true of Anderson Cooper. Because he was on Celebrity Jeopardy a few times. But he would not make a good host for the show. I mean, he's not... I'm going to say this, and I don't want you guys to think I'm being stupid or anything, but he's not a total jerk, but he doesn't really seem to care all that much. He's just kind of bland and eh, boring. I think next up, we're going to go to Bill Whitaker. Bill Whitaker, I know the contestants liked him, but just sitting here at home, I thought he was kind of boring. He wasn't, you know, a horrible host in terms of interaction with the contestants and reading the clues and things like that. But as you guys know, I'm very picky about voices. And from that standpoint, he lost a lot of points because he was so monotone and so boring. I just, I couldn't get behind him. Mainly for that reason. But... If, if something could be done about that, which I doubt, but he would have been all right if he'd actually shown some emotion. You you guys are free to disagree with me. This list is very, very opinionated, but you're, you are very, very free to disagree with me. Okay, on to the next person. I'm going to go to Robin Roberts next. Once again, my whole issue with Robin Roberts had to do with monotone. If I wanted to listen to a monotone voice, I would go get some kind of braille note taker from the 1990s. Yeah, I just, just, no. Mm-mm. There's just, there's just no point. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be on TV, you need to show some expression. But that, that was my big problem with her, is she didn't really show any expressions. She did everything else okay, but she didn't have a whole lot of emotion in her voice. And that kind of bugs me a little bit. So that's why she's as low on the list as she is. Also, I'm not going off of like TV ratings and things like that. I'm going off of my personal experiences here. I don't have a TV ratings chart. I think we are going to put David Faber next. He was alright. He wasn't terrible. I, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan, but he didn't, he didn't absolutely suck either. He had a little bit of a problem with being bland and just kind of boring and dull. But when he wasn't being boring, he was actually kind of fun. There's not a whole lot for me to say about him because I don't know very much about him. So we're going to move on. I think I'm going to put Joe Buck in here next. I liked him a lot more than I expected to. Um, A lot of people had warned me going into his week as a guest host that I would not like him. So they had told me they were like, brace yourselves, this is going to be a hard week, you're not going to like him. Well, I did brace myself, and he completely blew my mind. He was really good, he had fun, he, cra- he cracked jokes and things like that, and laughed with the contestants. One of my favorite things that he did was, in some category, I don't remember the clue or anything, but the correct answer was, I lost on Jeopardy! Which you guys might know is one of my favorite songs and the contestant answered it correctly and Joe Buck goes, don't sing it, you'll get it stuck in your head. (laughs) Which I promptly proceeded to do. But, I mean, he, he had fun, he liked what he was doing. And the contestants, I feel like, liked him. okay on a little bit further now we're getting higher on the list i'm going to put um dr sanjay gupta up here he had a really pleasant voice and i i liked him i feel bad though because i slept through a few of his episodes and couldn't watch them live and had to watch them through dvr I could come up with a whole new song for what I did that week. I slept through Jeopardy. <laughs> that that would actually be interesting. I might try to write that just for kicks and I might make like a bonus episode and sing it for you guys if I do write it. Actually no, I might better not do that. It would drive my audience away. That's not the point. But like, like I said, from not knowing who this guy was or anything like that, I really liked him. He had a really pleasant voice. He was good to the contestants. Um, he was smart, too, which I think is important. Somebody made a comment that the next host to Jeopardy! should be really dumb, so they would be constantly surprised by the answers. But I think what they failed to realize in that case is if they got somebody really dumb, they wouldn't know how to read half the clues because of all the big words. <laughs> Ow. But this, this guy was really, really smart and I liked him. I I thought he was pretty good. The only reason um, he ranks above Joe Buck is because he got more time to settle into it. And I feel like that helped him quite a bit. The next person I'm going to put up here is George Stephanopoulos. Thank God I got through that name without stumbling over it. I, I have trouble with longer names sometimes. I'll get tongue-tied. I, I don't have, like, speech difficulties or anything like that, but my tongue just does not want to cooperate on some of these really long names. <laughs> well, let's, let's talk about this guy. He was the first of the one-week guest hosts, because toward the end of the season, people were only getting one week instead of two. And he used that one week really, really well, because he didn't really have a whole lot of trouble, which is why I'm ranking him above the last guy, even though he didn't have a whole lot of time to settle into it. Um, He didn't have a whole lot of trouble. He had fun with it, and he amazed me because... Good Morning America I know is like a news show and I was expecting, you know, your stereotypical news anchor to come out of there and bore me to tears. And here comes George Stephanopoulos having fun and just blowing this whole thing out of the water. And I thought he did a good job. Now let's get on to Katie Couric. I I think I'm going to put her next. Katie Couric has a notable distinction as the first woman ever to host Jeopardy. And I feel like she might have been under a little bit of pressure because of that, but she she handled it. At first I didn't really care for her just because she seemed so stiff and Things like that, but she she grew on me, especially after re-watching some of those episodes. She she really grew on me, and I, I liked her. And, like, like I said, I gave her extra points because I was kind of a jerk in the beginning. Her first few episodes aired when I was in a really, really bad mood, and, of course, when I'm in a bad mood, I usually directed it to people on TV because... I can't actually hurt them. I, I don't like hurting people, so if I'm in a bad mood, the person on the TV usually gets the worst end of it. Or the person who put me in the bad mood, if it's somebody I don't particularly like. But... I I reevaluated her episodes after after I got past that point and she she did pretty good. I mean, like I said, she was kind of stiff, but I think it might have been nerves. And a lot of people didn't like something that she did at, at first. She made this comment about you three brainiacs. I thought it was funny. A lot of people didn't agree with me. Oh well, we don't have to agree on everything. But I mean, it it was it was okay. She she was fine. Moving on, let's get to Savannah Guthrie. Another one I knew nothing about, and who completely blow blew, blew the thing out of the water. I can't talk today, guys. <laughs> she came in there, and at first I didn't really have much to say. I thought, eh, I don't know about this one. But what? What won me over with her was that she was so honest about how she felt about it and that it did make her nervous. And I mean, hello, you're hosting Jeopardy. You're going to be nervous. But uh, like I said, that's I think that's a big part of what really won me over with her. But she did a good job in her own right. She had fun with the contestants. Which I feel is really, really important. She had a good voice, good personality. And like, like I said, she really enjoyed her time there. And that, that matters a lot. Now we're getting into a tight spot. Because I'm, if I haven't forgotten anyone, we're getting to my second place rankings. And we have a three-way tie here. So, in this case, I am going to talk about them in the order they appeared, because we have a three-way tie. The first person in our three-way tie was Aaron Rodgers. Now, I had very, very low expectations for Aaron Rodgers, and it's not because I want to be, you know, a judgmental person or anything like that. It's just because I didn't know if he would have a whole lot of public speaking experience, Going back to the not every good contestant will make a good host situation. I knew he'd been on celebrity jeopardy, but I'm, I just think if you don't have a lot of public speaking experience that you're not going to be a good game show host. I know, little voice in the back of my brain, Jeopardy's a quiz show. Shut up in there. <laughs> oh, Alex Trebek corrected me himself with that in his book that he wrote. I was reading it, and he's like, Jeopardy's a quiz show, not a game show. And yet I still keep referring to it as a game show. And every time I do, there's this little voice in the back of my brain that goes, It's a quiz show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> But I, I liked Aaron Rodgers like right off. As soon as, as soon as I saw what he was capable of doing, he, he totally won me over. Because he did so well and he took it so seriously and it meant so much to him to be there. And the contestants liked him and they liked to tease him. I mean, if, if the host can respond well, even if you're going to tease them, I think that's a bonus point to the host. The contestants demonstrated their love for doing this right off because this one guy in final jeopardy writes down who wanted to kick that field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that was one of the I think that was one of my favorite moments from this whole guest hosting thing. One of them. I'll get to my favorite later. <laughs> but I I like that. And then a few days later, there was this incident with a sports category. And no one answered the question correctly. And the answer was the Green Bay Packers. And Rogers is like, it's the Green Bay Packers. And everybody just cracks up. And then the next moment was possibly even funnier because the same guy that had selected that clue and not known the answer selected the next clue and got the next clue right, and it was the Boston Celtics, and Aaron Rodgers goes, oh, you knew that one. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was funny, and you, you could tell he really cared about that. And he did something at the end of his hosting run that almost made me cry. But we're not going to talk about it unless you guys message me and want to find out about it in private because I don't want to cry on here. I almost did several times and I I don't want to do that. I mean, yeah, we're human, we all do it, but I don't want my creative content clogged up with me sniffling constantly trying to get my emotions under control. (laughs) But it... Let's just say it was, it was very sentimental and it was, it was touching, to, to say the least. And I, I don't say that just to say it. It, did, it really did get to me. The next person in our three-way tie is Buzzy Cohen, who hosted the Tournament of Champions. And that was actually rather appropriate because he won the Tournament of Champions in 2017. So he knew what it was like up there. And I think that gave him some common ground with the contestants who were there. I mean, obviously they'd all been on Jeopardy! before if they'd made it to the Tournament of Champions. But, I mean, I think that's a whole new level of nerve-wracking because you're going up against other champions now players who are just as good as you were maybe even better so I think having someone who had won that thing there might have helped the contestants out a little bit I don't know the contestants and I can't ask them but I know it would make me feel better so I mean that that was an advantage for him he was able he had some common ground with the contestants those two weeks Jeopardy obviously meant a lot to him. I mean, he'd been there, he'd met Alex, all that kind of stuff, and you could tell that he cared and that he took it seriously. And like, like I said, he has he has a pleasant voice. He's got um, good reading pace, good energy. Good to the contestants. My my big my big things that I care about. And another thing he did um, at the end of the first week, if you guys. Weren't aware we had a player qualify for the Tournament of Champions, who passed away before the tournament actually took place, and Jeopardy made a statement about that and the things and the things that they said. That obviously the host was the one who said them, but the things that were said were amazing, and I almost started crying over that too. You guys know me; I'm highly emotional, and if something touches me, I will start. I will start crying. But I, I did, I did like that and I, I like the, all the sentimental stuff that they've done here. The next person in my tied list is Mayim Bialik, who is going to host the primetime and spinoff Things of Jeopardy and has been announced as our next guest host after the Mike Richards situation. I'm so sorry, that's the telephone. But I really liked her because she had really good energy, and she was having fun, and she she loves to laugh, and, and I like that about her. Some people find it really, really irritating, but I like it. I mean, I don't want her laughing in the middle of the clues, that would be a little bit distracting, but she she obviously had fun, and she took it seriously, and she prepared for it. And she even kidded around with the contestants, which I love. There was this guy on there named Kevin who talked about some incident where his father like tossed birdseed on him or something like that. And then the next contestant had some other equally wild story, I don't remember what it was, and my Bialik just goes, Well, it's a good thing Kevin's father wasn't there. <laughs> which absolutely cracked me up but, but she did a great job and obviously it was good enough because she got part of the hosting duties and like, like I said she was great now we move on to another tied spot and since this one is a two-way tie I'm going to go in the other direction. Um this this is tight. I'm only considering this a tie because I don't know where to put one of the other participants. So, we're going to go on to Lavar Burton. A lot of people didn't really like how he did as host. They thought he was pretty bad. I'm seeing it from another angle. I'm seeing it as This is something he'd wanted to do for a long time and he was under a lot of pressure because he was like a fan favorite. Everybody wanted him to do it. So he was under a lot of pressure. And I feel like that got to him a little bit and made him really, really nervous and caused him to fumble a few things. Which would happen to the best of us. I mean, think about it. If you're gonna host Jeopardy, it's gonna be really, really nerve wracking. I'm trying to see this from the point of view, especially of the people who had some nerves going into this. And I think LeVar definitely had a case of the nerves. That plus the fact that A, he only got one week, whereas a lot of of the others had two, and B, his week got thrown right into the middle of the Olympics, which screwed things up for him even more. I like, I've always liked him anyway. I watched Reading Rainbow when I was a little girl and I thought he just had one of those voices. I made a joke to somebody that I would pay a million bucks to have him read me a bedtime story. <laughs> but that, that's not the point. The point is overall, he did an excellent job. Um, he had the right kind of energy. The right attitude, the right, like, the right voice patterns and pacing and things like that. And he did a good job. If he had any faults, he was the teensiest bit loud, I thought. But that just could be his his voice type and not something intentional. But, like I said, if if that is an issue, it's fixable. All somebody would have to do is tell him once, hey, tone it down a little bit. And I, I think that will be okay. Now, we get to the number one guest host in my overall ranking list, Ken Jennings. Yes, Ken Jennings is my number one. I have... A lot of respect for Ken Jennings. And my my attachment to him, in a way, goes way back. I don't know him. Would I like to? Yes. Is it ever going to happen? Nah, probably not. But my, my respect for him goes way back to when I was a little girl. Because he was on Jeopardy! when I was five. And I remember sitting here and watching him every night and just thinking he knew everything, and he's the reason that I want to be on Jeopardy! in the way that I do. I've had my eye on his record since he said it. Actually, the Around the World with Alex thing they're doing on Jeopardy! right now, one of his episodes aired last Monday, and the original air date on it was October 14th of 2004, and that gave me a nice healthy dose Of feeling old. Because that thing aired two weeks. Exactly two weeks before I turned six. (laughs) So yeah. I, I felt rather old. And I'm sorry for the animals in the background. But I had to tape in here. Because temperature. But anyway. Ken Jennings is already associated with Jeopardy. People already know him. And that, I mean, that's not really exactly what matters, but just just leading into what I'm about to say here, he's a big part of Jeopardy and it obviously matters a lot to him. He obviously cares very, very deeply about it. And he kind of reminds me a lot of Alex. And I know some people have said maybe we need to get someone that's a lot different from Alex. And, you know, maybe, maybe. But hear me out. There's another side to that that maybe if we got someone too different that they would try to make the show all about themselves and less about the contestants. And as you guys know, that was one of Alex's big things. He said the contestants were the stars and not the host. And I feel like Ken kept that up a lot. He even told them on his second or third day of hosting. He mentioned that and he looked at the contestants and said, so that means you three are the stars of Jeopardy tonight. And I absolutely loved that. That thing that he did, he would thank Alex at the end of every episode. And that, that got to me for the first for the first couple of weeks cuz I was still so raw. I'm I missed Alex like a lot and I was still so raw. Every time he would do that, I would tear up and just I, I couldn't I couldn't help it. I would tear up every time he did it. My favorite moment in the guest hosting situation. Now we're getting to it. While Ken was hosting, there was this guy who would go on to become 7-day champion, but he gets on there and he's in the lead going into Final Jeopardy. Well, the category was the business of travel. And the question was something along the lines of, Adjust for inflation. This hotel chain's nightly rate would now be $51. Or something like that. I don't remember exactly what it was. But... The correct answer was, what is Motel 6? Well, the two contestants who were behind it got it right, but neither of them managed to catch the guy who was currently in the lead. So, Ken gets to the guy who's in the lead, and the guy has written down, what is H&R Block? For some context, what is H&R Block was the correct answer to the question Ken missed, causing him to lose his winning streak back in 2004. Obviously everyone cracked up, and Ken's reaction was priceless. Ken just goes, now Brian, I know from experience that h and Block is the correct answer sometimes, but not today. <laughs> And I, I thought Ken handled it really, really well. A lot of people were upset because they thought the champion was being a jerk to the host. But I didn't see it like that. I saw it as, at a time that I didn't want to make me laugh, at a time that I didn't feel like laughing, I felt more like crying, that made me laugh so hard that everything responsible for laughing hurt. And considering that I hadn't done a lot of that since... Alex's last episode aired, it felt really good to be able to laugh like that again. But a lot of people didn't see it that way, but the contestant has clarified that he wanted to get Final Jeopardy right, but when he didn't know the answer, he decided to be funny. And I can appreciate that. Because in a similar situation, I would have done something like this. What is the correct answer to this question? <laughs> so, those, so those are the Jeopardy! guest hosts in my personal order of ranking. I, some of them I wasn't able to be as objective because I have, you know, histories with those people already. Not, like, personal histories, but histories as to what I think of them. So that went a long way towards influencing my choices. But this is an opinionated piece anyway. Before we go, I would just like to invite all of you, if you haven't already, to join the Jeopardy! Club. We would absolutely love to have you um now that Clubhouse is done away with club followers, I have the club opened up so that anyone can join. All you have to do is hit that join button once you get into the Jeopardy! Club and accept the club rules. And you are more than welcome to join us. We would absolutely love to have you. The more the merrier. Join, bring your friends, just come on in and have fun with us. We, we welcome everybody, whether you're Brad Rudder or Bob from down the street. Come on in. That's all I've got to say here today, so enjoy the rest of your day and the rest of the week until I see you again. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. If you'd like to contact me or support me, you can do that in a number of ways. First, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so... Via Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on the Good Pods Network at Evil Cookies 98, via email at the Cookie at gmail.com, via Skype, searching for the Evil Chocolate Cookie, and via Discord at the Evil Chocolate Cookie number four five six nine. If you would like to support what I do, you can do that via listener support on this podcast or via Patreon at patreon.com slash theevilchocolatecookie. One-time donations are also possible at streamlabs.com slash theevilchocolatecookie1. Adding slash merch to the end of that URL will take you to the merch shop where you can get your own goodies. My other content can be found on YouTube at theevilchocolatecookie, at twitch.tv slash theevilchocolatecookie, and on TikTok at the evil chocolate cookie. Thank you for listening. You're the best and don't be evil.